Ladies and gentlemen, will you please take your seats? The curtain will rise in three minutes. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? Three, that's a magic number. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. Welcome to the Fan Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neil. Yes, yes, yes! The rumors are true. Your boy Dark Neo has returned for season three of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. I am here. Where are you? <laughs> that is right, kids. It is time once again for your fun loving podcast host Dark Neo to do his thing like he always does for the third time around. This is season three. Episode 1, which in total is now episode 41, for this Sunday, August 27th. You've been waiting, you've been waiting patiently, and now I am here, doing it, living it, breathing it. (laughs) Oh man, we're going to have some fun this season, I promise you that, promise you that. Um, First off, off the bat, I gotta say, for me, like just time-wise, just looking at the clock, I'm actually doing this one a little late in the game, because normally, as most of you loyal listeners should know, if you've been following me since season one, I usually do this show, like, in early in the morning, sometimes, like, from, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, or whatever, right now, as we speak, I mean, you're gonna be listening to the show at whatever different time, day, afternoon, evening, for you, but on my end, live right now speaking, it's actually like after one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> this is the latest I've ever done it. And the and I do apologize for not bringing, rushing it out. But the only reason why is because I was tired. <laughs> I was still, I was so sleepy. I had stayed up last night. And, you know, I didn't even prepare the show last night. And I didn't prepare until I woke up this morning, which is normally how I do my show anyway. Whenever I do my show, I always, I may have some little nuances of it prepared the night before. But truth be told, 95% of it gets prepared the moment I wake up. And it was one of those lazy Sundays where I did not even want to get up the only thing that was driving me was that i have to do the show this is the season three premiere so that was the only thing and it was so funny because i was like half asleep and i had like phone in hand and tablet on the side and i'm right putting these little things in that i'm looking up to talk about and then i would do one whole thing and then i would kind of doze off back to sleep i was just tired Trust me, when you get to my age, you, some of my old, my older fan geeks will know, when you're over 50, I'll tell you right now, sleep is your best friend for life. <laughs> you want to get as much of it as possible. <laughs> so that was the case that was happening with me. So I apologize on behalf of myself for doing this so late. But now we are here. We're going to party. And I'm just so glad to be back. I missed you guys. It's always a whole thing when I do these shows. And I, you know, I've said it repeatedly that I do like 20 episodes per season. And then I take two weeks off. 
So, you know, for those two weeks off, I feel like a fish out of water. I really do, kids. I, I, it's, I don't know what to do with myself except for promote the show and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's weird because two weeks I miss out on telling you, keeping you guys up to date on the latest entertainment news and whatever. So it's, it's, it's really tough. And, um, so much stuff has happened um throughout the course of the two weeks um i know one thing that um and i was trying to um like find it so i probably have it somewhere because i always screenshot this stuff but um this show once again got put on um imdb's list on different lists um because i mentioned before i have been i had appeared on their um top 50 entertainment news podcast list i debuted on their list at this show debuted on their list at i think number 38 and then i went to number 37 and then i kind of dropped a little bit so it's always an up and down thing but then recently like literally like a few days ago i guess they had another version of that list um it was another top 50 list or something like that but they called it something else but it's dealing with podcasts, and this show was put it at number 26. So I was like, oh, shit, that is so cool. So it's all to you guys. Even when I'm away for those two weeks, you guys are the ones that keep the show alive. You know, whether you're listening to it through any of the major um, platforms that I have it on, it's you guys I have to thank for that. So I do appreciate and love the hell out of all you guys. You guys rock, as I've always said, you are the driving force behind this show that makes me want to do this. And the fact that you guys even listen to the show while I'm on break, that says mountains right there. That means a lot to me. And I love that support, and I want you to keep that support going. And as well as for any of my new listeners that may be listening to it, like season this one, episode one, season three, is your first time listening you know, or you've been with me since season one, episode one, you know, I can always use all the listeners and followers that I can get. And, you know, this show, Fan Geeks for All podcast, is on all the major platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so much more, Pandora. I'm all over the place. (laughs) So, Make sure you follow me and listen to the show on any one of those platforms. Make sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel and my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And don't forget to also check out my Fan Geeks for All fan club. If you'd like to become a monthly member, it's 100% optional. But all you have to do is visit patreon.com slash all. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support. Fan Geeks, the number four, A-L-L. You click the join button, and once you join, you will actually receive from me a free, F-R-E-E, free Fan Geeks for All promo t-shirt that I sell for $20 on my website, darkneofangeeks.com, but you guys will get it for free just for um, signing up for membership for um, my Fan Geeks for All fan club. It's only $10 a month, so it's not a lot of money. But you get some cool stuff with it and some additional content that probably you won't even see or hear, you know, from this show. But um, it's just to say a thank you to you guys because that helps keeps the show running and makes it even better than it all, always 
there always is or always can be. So, um, you know, if you like I said, it's 100 percent optional. But if you do, I appreciate it. And it does help me out a lot. So thank you so much for everyone who's been a part of this show since day one. I really love all of you guys. I really, really do. And like I said, when I'm not doing the show, I, I feel like I'm missing out or whatever. But um, I'm always promoting. I'm always promoting. I'm literally like a walking billboard because I design my own promo t-shirts. Like I said, one that you get when you sign on the Patreon site is one of them, but I have a bunch of others that I wear personally. So I'm literally my own walking billboard of advertising. (laughs) So anyone that sees me, you pretty much know, you know, what I'm, what podcast I'm down with. And that's the Fan Geese for All podcast. So, um, so I thank you guys and I thank all the listeners again for helping this show reach the charts that it's reaching. Um, I still got a long way to go. You know, there's some other major charts that I still need to hit, but it's getting there. It's, it's a slow process. So for anybody that, um, you know, does a podcast show or whatever, and you're wondering, you know, why is it getting too slow of attraction? Give it time. It's not an overnight sensation, you know, unless you're already a well-known celebrity and then boom, your name is what pretty much gets you listeners. It takes time. And that's all I can say. It's an ongoing thing, but you got to love what you do. You have to love what you do in order to do this kind of business. And I love what I do. That's why this show is my baby. I created it. I run it myself. I'm my own entrepreneur. I do this whole thing, me, myself, and I. And, um, but it's you guys that keep listening, coming back and listening and clicking that follow to follow me on there. So you get known when the new episodes come up, it's you guys. So I, it's always a thank you and a blessings for you guys. Um, my loyal listeners to keep listening to the show and keep fan geeks for all with dark Neil going on strong for years to come (laughs) or however long I'm, I can still be able to do this show. All right, guys. So we are going to have fun this season. I I jokingly called this season um, my season threesome. <laughs> so I know people see that title's like, oh wow, he's getting X-rated. We're, we're going to have a threesome. <laughs> no, 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 not that type of threesome. It's just season three. <laughs> it's a season threesome. That's basically what I called it. So you know that's that's what this debut episode is about celebrating the third season, and we're gonna have some fun, and we're gonna roll right into the the show because so much to talk about because you know when I'm gone for two weeks there's a lot to cover, but I I I want to keep it fresh and you know recent and current all that stuff because that's how I do that's how your boy Dark Neo operates I can't give you some old old news you know I gotta. Keep up to date with the with what's going on. So let's dive right in to the hot topics for today for this season three debut. All right. Now, last week, Tuesday, Disney Plus dropped the first two episodes of the highly anticipated Star Wars story Ahsoka, starring the brilliant and beautiful Rosario Dawson. And if you haven't watched them yet, I can sum it up in just two words. Kick ass. Unbelievable. It is so good. The story takes place after the events of Return of the Jedi. And so far, it looks and feels like a true Star Wars story for 
for me. You know, it just it just feels it just has that Star Wars feel to it. I mean, same thing with the Mandalorian. You know, it's it's right up there with Mandalorian. I I would honestly say, and this is only just the first two episodes, but so far that's what that's what it's giving me. It's giving me true Star Wars vibes. So it's really good. And um. I took I took notice that while I was watching even from the first episode into the second episode that what is what's really cool for me that I took notice to is that the introduction of each character reminded me of characters from other classic films. Now I'm going to explain. So, for example, in episode 1, and I'm not going to give away to any like major you know plot details or whatever you have to watch it for yourself because like i said it's only been two episodes i don't know how many episodes they have planned for old thing where it's like seven or eight i really don't know but um so far i'm gonna give you an example of why just from what i've seen so far there's a lot that reminds me of some classic hollywood characters okay so as i said for example in episode one when we first see ahsoka and she's in search of a map that will reveal the location of Grand Admiral Thrawn. My very first reaction was, wow, this is just like Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. When he, when we see him in that underground map room, you know, with the staff of Ra searching for, you know, with the sunlight pointing down, searching the location of the Ark. It, there's a scene when we first see Ahsoka where it's like that. You kind of, she's like almost like a female Indiana Jones, you know. So that remind me of that. Then we get introduced to Ahsoka's former Padawan Sabine, played by Natasha Lou Bordzil. Ah, I'm messing up her name. Sorry, Natasha Lou Bordizzo. B-O-R-D-I-Z-Z-O, Bordizzo. So Natasha Lou Bordizzo, she plays Sabine, her former Padawan. And when we first see Sabine, we see her racing down a desert road, a desert road on a cool-looking speeder bike, wearing like a leather jacket with patches. And instantly, the first thing I thought of, Tom Cruise from Top Gun. <laughs> I just pictured Tom Cruise on a motorcycle with his jacket, bomber jacket, right now. It just reminded me of that. So I was like, "Wow!" Who? I was like, "You know, this is this is putting some elements of Hollywood together that you that is so cool." And they and it may have, whether it was done intentionally or unintentionally, you know, because fans are going to see it like you see a work of art. You're going to see you're going to see things differently that compared to whatever people see. So you just pick out these things. So this is just what I picked out. First impressions of their first scenes when you see them. Um, so yeah, her riding riding on a motorbike down thing is just reminding me of Tom Cruise. And just like the young Maverick character, Sabine has no regards for rules or regulations. And pretty much lives her life like an, some out-of-control teenager. <laughs> now, as for the bad guys... We get introduced at the very opening of episode one to former Jedi, now mercenary, Balin Skull and his apprentice, Shin Hadi, or Hadi or Hadi. It sounds like H-O-T-T-I, but it's actually spelled H-A-T-I. So I'm assuming that's pronounced Hadi, 
Shin Hot. She is a hottie. <laughs> but I think guess that's that's her name. So we that's the opening of episode one where you see Balin Skull and his apprentice Shin Hadi, both played by the late and talented Ray Stevenson in his final role, and Ivana Sakno. Um, Ivana's portrayal of Shin and her kind of brooding demeanor, to me, to me, is very rem- reminiscent of Darth Maul from The Phantom Menace. When you when you watch it, you you gotta agree with me. If you're a Star Wars fan and you see Episode One of Ahsoka and you see um, the Shin Hade character or Haiti, I don't know how it's pronounced, but when you see her, tell me that doesn't remind you of Darth Maul. I mean, she's not red skin with horns on her head, you know. She's got just this short, this short blonde crop cut haircut, whatever. But just her demeanor and her look, it, it just reminds me of Darth Maul. It just smacks of Darth Maul. So, um, you know, I think Dave Fellini, the director, you know, who also came fresh off, you know, The Mandalorian, he, I, he must have known what he was doing. He, he really knows, like, how to make the Star Wars story really pop. And, um, it's, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Like I said, it's only two episodes in, but I, I truly do love it. It's, it has that kind of original Star Wars feel to it, you know, from the original Star Wars films or whatever. So I'm loving it so far. And, um, and he, and I know for many of you, you've probably seen the trailer because I've had the trailer on my website, darkneofangies.com. So you've probably seen the trailer, of course, already. And the trailer, um, you know, they've been hinting at Anakin because Anakin Skywalker was Ahsoka's Jedi Master. And when Ahsoka was a Padawan. Now, so far, there's only been two episodes. We do not technically see Anakin but she mentions Anakin she does mention Anakin whether or not we will see some flashbacks you know to, to with him I don't know because you gotta remember this story takes place after the events of of Return of the Jedi so you know we are so we already know Vader's dead Anakin's dead but um so probably in some flashbacks would we see like Hayden Christensen return as um Anakin? It's possible. I mean we saw him in the Obi-Wan Kenobi story. So why not? I I would welcome it, you know, because you know, before you got to remember before this live action version of Ahsoka, we've only seen her introduced from the animated show the, the Clone Wars, you know, um you know so and and you know voiced by rosario dawson as well so it's gonna be it's gonna it looks cool you gotta see it for yourself like i said i don't want to give too much plot away because i really want you guys to see it for yourself but it's on disney plus right now the very first two episodes i don't know if tuesday is going to be the schedule that they they drop episodes hopefully it's like two episodes you know like they did drop the first two but we'll see. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I was waiting for it for a long time. And now I've seen it. Or at least the first two episodes. And I'm very pleased with it. It it really has that good Star Wars feel to me. And um, you guys are going to enjoy it. 
If you're a Star Wars fan like me, you're definitely going to enjoy it. So be sure to check that out on Disney+. Plus Episodes 1 and 2 of Ahsoka right, live right now. Alright, so let's move on. On November 10th, for their 20th, 20 year, their 20-year anniversary, gaming publisher Activision, along with developer Sledgehammer Games, will release the new first-person shooter story in the Call of Duty reboot saga, Modern Warfare 3. The new campaign takes place after the events of Modern, Modern Warfare 2 and will feature the appearance of the ultra-nationalist terrorist Vladimir Markarov. Players will be able to play as members of the Task Force 141 team, as well as member, members of Mark, Markarov's private military company, Connie Group, K-O-N-N-I, Connie Group. Um, you can watch the exclusive game trailer at darkneofangeese.com. It looks intense, as always, with unbelievable realistic graphics. It is just so mind-blowing when you see it. Um, pre-orders for the game are currently available, featuring the Vault Edition, that includes the Nemesis Operator Pack, two Fate Weapons Vaults, the Season 1 Black Cell Bundle with 50-tier skips, and more. The game will be released for PS4 and PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox S and X consoles, as well as Windows for PC. I really got into the series from playing Modern Warfare 2, and of course the online campaigns are my favorite. Now, I know people looking back at the lineage of Call of Duty, they're going to be like, well, there was already a game called Modern Warfare 3 and 2. No, no, no. Yes, there was. You're right. But this is a reboot. So erase, erase the other ones. This is a reboot, and it's much better. I, like I said, the first time I ever played any Call of Duty games, I played like a beta version of... Oh my god, I can't remember which one. It was such an old one, I don't even remember. But it was years ago. But by the time with this reboot, when they started the reboot, and when the, with the release of Call of Duty um, Modern Warfare 2, when I got that game, I was blown away because it is so freaking, freaking realistic. And I've said this before, that, you know, it... I mean, there's scenes in there where you think you're watching a CNN report. It's that realistic. The graphics are just phenomenal. And now with Modern Warfare 3 coming out, nothing has changed except maybe changed for the better. It still looks cool. The trailer, when you see it, it's very intense. Um, and I don't know. There's There's been... I read that there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but this is possibly... Rumor... Like I said, things can change, but this one that's coming out, like I said, this game will be released on November 10th of this year, but this is possibly going to be the final mo game for the reboot Modern Warfare series. This is probably going to be the last one, and then they'll come up with something else. But, um, yeah, if that's true, then they saved, they probably looks like they saved the best Modern Warfare for last, because this really does look intense. And like I said, this is just the first trailer that's out. There's probably going to be more revealing trailers to come. But um, you can, like I said, you could pre-order the game now. 
um it is it's available and like i said if you get you can i guess you can pre-order the regular version or you can you can you know definitely get that um that vault edition um where you get all that all that stuff that i mentioned i don't know which one i'm gonna get and you know usually the vault editions can be pretty pricey anyway but the weapons that you get look pretty cool they look pretty kick-ass and that's for me i'm always like a big i mean even though i play the story when i get these games i play the story through but i also while i'm playing the story i jump to the online campaign because i love playing the online stuff i love having like my fighter and trying to mod out all my weapons i'm into it i'm like really deep into it so um yeah i can't wait i'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, and I probably will pre-order. I don't know which. I haven't looked into the whole pre-order list or whatever, but I'll I'll, I'll see. I'll decide. But I def I know I'm gonna own the game. I already have Modern Warfare two, so I will definitely be getting three. You know, by the time it arrives, <laughs> so it looks cool. So check it out. Like I said, if you want to see that trailer, just go to my website darkneofangeeks.com. The trailer is up and running. You'll see it right there. All right, now. When I was only two years old, living in Brooklyn, New York, who would have guessed that at some random house party across the tracks in the Bronx on August 11th, 1973, a new style of dance music would be born? By the time I was eight years old, my dad, who because he was an on-air DJ for reggae station WLIB, would always get tons of vinyl records sent to him, all ranging in various music styles and artists. One particular record he had that I got instantly attracted to was this disco type of jam that was over 14 minutes long on a 12-inch vinyl that I used to do back in the days. It was a 14-minute long track. I mean, they had edited versions, like six minutes and change. But the first time I heard it, I heard the full 14-minute long version. It had no singers, but rather three guys just rhyming over this infectious beat. That track was called Rapper's Delight, and it was performed by a group that called themselves the Sugar Hill Gang. And it was that very moment... When my ears got introduced to a sound, a style, and eventually a movement that for the past 50 years would forever be known as hip-hop. So hip-hop has celebrated their 50-year anniversary. And I, who would have dreamed that hip-hop would have carried this far? 50 years. I remember a time when... So many people didn't get hip-hop. They didn't understand it. They thought it was a fad, like rock and roll. It's not going to last forever, but look, rock and roll is still here, you know. So hip-hop was, was at the time, very experimental and very new. And only if you went to, like I said, those house parties back in the days, would you know it. And then, you know, with hip with record companies taking a chance on this new wave of music we get to hear it and then and then with the birth of the radio djs the hip-hop djs you know throughout the years that helped push it because i was one of those kids that 
was big hip hop, major hip hop guy. Still am. I'm not even going to say was. Still am. But back then, when I was eight years old listening to the Rapper's Delight, and for those who don't know Rapper's Delight, you're too young to even remember this. But Rapper's Delight, who could forget the minute you hear that, that disco boom, boom, boom. I mean, yeah, it looks like you're like, okay, disco beat, and you're waiting to hear some singer, and then all of a sudden you hear, I said a hip hop, a hip, a hip to the hip hip hop, you don't stop rocking to the bang bang boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the bit more the boogie to be. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was a party, it was a party anthem right there, and stayed a party anthem. For decades, <laughs> you know, and I was like, that was it. That was my my birth of my ears listening to hip hop music. And at that time, it wasn't even coined hip hop yet, you know, but as years went by, that was what we called it. And like I said, it, it was it was because of radio DJs back in the days, especially like from early 80s and on I grew up as a kid listening to the radio glued to the radio I had this big ass boombox radio and what we would do is we would get our cassette tapes for those of you who are too young to know there used to be these things called cassette tapes (laughs) and you would put it in the radio in in the tape deck and you would tape the radio and you would because you know the DJs of then would be playing all these hip-hop hits that you could only hear through them. And I'm talking radio DJs like Mr. Magic, Molly Maul, Red Alert, Kid Capri, Funkmaster Flex. I listened to all those guys. And you ha- you had your blank tape ready to record. And you you would be you would hate if the if by the tape that ends because usually cassette tape was like 30 minutes on each side so you had a 60 minute tape so you would hate that by the time you got to 29 minutes the the there would be a song that you love and the minute the tape clicked you're like oh shit you'd eject the tape and turn it over to the other side the side b click and record so that you could get the rap song <laughs> and you and you would wish the tape would only end with the dj talking because you wanted the full song so that you can go to parties and go to school and, and say, yo, you heard Red Alert and that you heard what he played yesterday and or last night and blah, blah, blah. You know, so because of those guys, I mean, I grew up with pretty much all, every hip hop act you can think of from Africa Bombada and the Soul Sonic Force, Grandmaster Kaz and the Furious Five, Curtis Blow, Run DMC, Salt and Pepper, Kid and Play, MC Light, Big Daddy Kane, KRS One, Bismarck E, Eric B and Rakim, Public Enemy Number One, LL Cool J, NWA. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on to the break of dawn. <laughs> I I was deep into it and i keep saying was i'm and i'm talking was like back in those days but i still am i still love my hip-hop even with today's artists i mean of course there's no secret to anyone who knows me i am a major eminem fan i'm a he's the goat he's the goat you know eminem is the goat so i'm a major 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 eminem fan so yeah but to see the progression of hip-hop for these 50 years 
a, a style of music that most critics said would never last, wouldn't stand a chance. It was just for the ghetto kids and it's going to be here today, gone tomorrow. 50 years later, now what you got to say? <laughs> we still doing it, you know? And I have, so I have been there to see the progression of hip hop style of music and branch out into various styles, whatever. I remember the time when hip hop was even what they used to call crossing over to the R&B side. Like hip hop artists would rhyme over an R&B beat. And at that point in time, that was almost taboo because they literally call it crossing over like you were selling out, you know. And doing this army thing. But it it worked though. That's the thing. You could say sell out all you want or cross over all you want. Even even one of my favorite groups back then, EPMD, they had a hit song called The Crossover. Where they basically, you know, made fun of it. You know, what the critics were saying. Saying that, you know, the hip-hop groups crossing over to the R&B thing. And they would have like a R&B, tr- a hip-hop's infused R&B track with it. Um... And then I think LL Cool J for me was like the first one that officially crossed over and did it well. Well enough to make that man a millionaire. <laughs> because who could forget when he dropped like I Need Love, the first love song from hip hop. LL Cool J, he made the first official hip hop love song with I Need Love. And you're like, whoa. What what's this? <laughs> and he did it successfully, successfully, and pulled it off, and made that man the fortune he's earned, well earned and deserved today. And but he was like one of the first that I would hear some R and B stuff, like especially like when he came out with "Around the Way Girl." I mean, when you hear that track, you know, oh my god, that's like straight R and B. But it was army hip hop. I didn't want to, you know, because of course he's rhyming through it. So we used to just call it army hip hop. You could call it crossover all you want, but I barely use that term crossover. I just called it army hip hop, you know, or hip hop R&B, however you want to, whichever one comes first is up to you. But um, yeah, I need deep hip hop fan, and um, I'm just so proud and elated the fact that 50 years later we are still celebrating hip-hop and it's still out there and i'm hip-hop to my heart you know i love r&b i love rock i love pop i love house there's a lot of music i love there's pretty much i love country there's a lot of music that i don't love because i grew up listening to it i mean my dad was a dj so you know still is a dj you know does online dj but i basically had grew up with all his records that he got sent so i was i was attracted to every type of music i listened to almost every piece of vinyl he had you know and he's got thousands still does <laughs> but that's how i got i used to spend hours in that basement that was it that was me basement two turntables and a mixer and i was I was doing my own DJ work that at that point in time. Young Buck DJ. <laughs> you know, just little old me. But cuz I just loved the music and it, I would I would do the same thing, take hip hop and blend it with something else, mix it with something else. And I was a self-taught DJ. I mean, I wasn't popular like I said like those other DJs that I mentioned, but I was self-taught. I just taught myself how to do it because 
I that's all you I watch stuff you would watch you know especially the the era of MTV when you had Yo MTV Raps that was like one of the first official shows that actually showcased hip hop artists that was just made for hip hop and then years down the line when Arsenio Hall had a show Arsenio was one of the first late night talk show hosts to have hip hop artists and he's even said them this said this himself Arsenio said in interviews before that he would get the the groups that Johnny Carson wouldn't get wouldn't dare have so he catered to the to the hip hop community so I love Arsenio for that you know um so yeah it's it's just so cool that 50 years later we're still talking about hip hop music and all these artists. I mean, I know there's a bunch of new artists out now whose names I probably don't even know. You know, whatever. Because I, st- you know, even stuff today I still listen to. I'm still down, even though half of the artists I may not know their names or who they are right now. Not because it wasn't like back in the days where, you know, you say KRS One, you say Public Enemy, you know, you just know, <laughs> you know. So, um, but yeah, it's that's so cool. 50 years of hip-hop we doing it we living it and hey it's a movement that will keep going on you try to get rid of us before 50 years later we still here we're gonna be around for another 50 years <laughs> we're gonna talk i'm gonna talk about the 100th anniversary of hip-hop <laughs> hopefully god willing <laughs> all right so moving on moving on all right guys so um um, it's, this one's a hard one, but I got to do it. So during my two week hiatus from the podcast, the entertainment world sadly lost some major celebrities and it's only proper that I take this moment to acknowledge those that have unfortunately passed away in the wrestling world. The WWE lost two mega superstars two days apart from each other legend and hall of famer terry funk and second generation wrestler Wyndham rotunda more popularly known by fans as bray wyatt who was one of my personal favorites um we've also sadly lost legendary songwriter bob feldman who wrote the popular hit song which I still listen to today. That's on my regular rotation playlist of music that I listen to daily. He passed. He's he he passed away, and most recently, yesterday actually, um, longtime legendary host of the game show The Price Is Right for thirty five years, Bob Barker, died at the age of ninety nine. Wow, he almost hit it to 100, but 99. Um, who did not grow up with The Price is Right? And I'm, and when I say who, I'm talking to all people in my age group. That was the game show. That was like the game show. You know, you always saw The Price is Right because you would... It, I laughed at it. Because one, Bob Barker was cool. That was the coolest dude I've, I've seen a host a game show. I mean, really. He was just so laid back. He was tall. He was like six foot one. You know, slim. He was just so cool. He had this... I I can't even explain. You have to watch like some old footage of 
prices right so you'll see what i'm talking about especially for the younger generation you you get to know that how bob barker was he was just this cool dude and the way he'll show made you want to see it and you laughed every time because it wasn't it was like that was the only show the only game show still to this day that was the only game show where contestants came in costume they didn't even have to i don't even know how that started but apparently you have regular contestants come up just regular everyday people from all over the united states but it started to be a trend where people would come dressed in a costume like and i mean like you would figure this ain't cosplay this is way before the term cosplay even was invented this was like halloween every day the price is right was on it was like forget october this was Halloween every single time because people came and dressed as a chicken, dressed as like a candy bar. And the funny thing is, these were costumes that people made. You, you know, like now you can go to like stores that are strictly for Hollywood costumes. Back then in the early 70s and early 8 and to the 80s or whatever, there was no Halloween costume store, main Halloween costume store. You may have gone to a store that sold a bunch of things and then during the Halloween season, they have costumes. But no, 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 not the Price is Right contestants. They would literally design their own costumes. They'd have homemade costumes that they would come on and be brave enough to wear. <laughs> and I would crack up. That's what made me want to watch the show all the time. Because not only that Bob Barker was such a cool dude, but I just wanted to see who was going to come in the most outlandish, ridiculous costumes just to make me laugh. <laughs> you know, I just it it was it was really, really, really cool. And then I remember um, after after Bob Barker retired from the price of prices, right? Um, I know. um What's his name? Oh, I'm 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 starting to draw a my uh mind break here. Um, I forgot. I'm I sorry. I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Drew Drew Carey. Yeah, I think I think that's his name. Drew Carey, comedian Drew Carey, stand-up comedian Drew Carey took over the show as Price Right because Price is Right was one of his favorite shows as a kid. So it was so cool that he got the honor to take over hosting the show. Um, I don't even know if they if he still does it or the show still. No idea. I didn't look that up to see, but Price is Right was so cool. That was I and Bob Barker. God bless him. He had a rich life, and I mean that in the word rich because I know that man made a ton of money for. Um, and I think it was CBS that ran the Price is Right, and um, to do the show as long as he did, thirty five years. And to live the age he did, 99 years old, almost close to 100. He almost made it. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mr. Barker. You were you were the pinnacle of game show hosts. You set the bar. You literally did. And, you know, I mean, I mean, we have game shows still around today that last the time. Wheel of Fortune and all that stuff. Still hosts by Pat Sajak. You know, um, we got Jeopardy now hosted by um, me and Bialik. Um, so, actually, no, I, I, no, I think me and Bialik, me, uh, me and Bialik from, you know, the girl from Big Bang Theory, she did take over the hosting duties after Alex Trebek left or passed away. 
But um, now I think there's a new guy that d- does not. I don't think Miam does it anymore. I could be wrong. I, I I just just going by stuff that I saw online. But um, no matter what the show is, Bob Barker set set the bar high. So um, it's sad to hear of his passing, but he was 99 years old. He lived a very full life, and rest in peace, Mr. Barker. Um, you're the next contestant in heaven. <laughs> that's that's all I can say. Alright guys, so that is going to wrap it up for this Season 3, Episode 1 of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. I am so excited to be back. I I miss you guys big time. You know, I hate being away, but now I'm back. going to do another 20 episodes for this season. And hopefully I come up with some new stuff that I can share with you guys, which I always do. I'm always thinking one step ahead of the curb, and I'm always thinking of something new, plotting something new in my laboratory of ideas. So it, it you'll see. Just stick around, and and you you won't miss a thing. So you know, especially for new listeners out there, like I always say, um, make sure you just follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Pandora, all major platforms this show is being broadcast on. So make sure you follow and, and listen to the show there's. Um, subscribe to both my YouTube channel as well, and well, as well as my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And remember, if you like the show, then please join my Fan Geeks for All fan club by visiting patreon.com slash support for all. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash support Fangies, the number four A L L. All right, kids. So that's gonna do it for me. Um, enjoy the rest of this Sunday. Um, you know, hopefully you guys, nobody's working today, and everybody's off enjoying time with their family, friends, or just flying solo. However you do, you do you the best way you know how. Um, one love to everybody, and take a little time to become a fan geek for all. I'll catch you on the next episode, y'all. Bye bye.